Welcome to Observing Others, the People Watching People podcast. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Jeremy, how are you? Hey, causing trouble, having fun. Danielle? I'm fabulous. It's Monday and I'm ready for the week. Monday, did you have a good weekend, Danielle? I sure did. I spent some of it here and we can talk more about that later, but it was it was good. Awesome. Jeremy, how about you? I didn't spend any time here, but yeah, I did have a great weekend. Hey, Jeremy, there were some records broken on Saturday. There were some records broken on Saturday. One of the records that was broken on Saturday was that Weaver State College won their seventh straight game. For the first time in Weaver State's history, they have seven straight wins to start their football season. That's amazing. So That's go awesome. go sports. Go Wildcats. <laughs> but you know what other record I think was broken, Jeremy? USC losing to Utah in the last second. No, um, Jeremy hanging out with Kelly all week. Oh, yeah. Dude, how many times? Causing trouble and then some, right? How many times in that week? I mean, including a Saturday. Now, have we ever shared a Saturday before, Jeremy? You guys hung out on Saturday? What? Just when you you thought it couldn't couldn't break another record, sure enough. (laughs) Just when you thought that your week was full, I decided to drop something on Saturday. So we're going to look at, we're going to look at the... The perfect week, what would you say in your mind would be the perfect week, Jeremy? What do you think the perfect week looks like? A lot of content. Okay, good. <laughs> a lot of content. Is that self-explanatory? Daniel, what does the perfect week My perfect look week like for you? would definitely be a balance of work and home life. So anything that I feel like I've accomplished something in both of those areas is great. My wife would agree. She claims that these activities are extracurricular activities. So, um, yeah, the power of the extracurricular today. We're here at OPA again. It's a Monday. It's not a media kit Monday, but it's a Monday at OPA, and we have an OPA guest. Sure do. And so as we introduce our OPA guest, we're going to tell you how OPA can play into both your business and your personal life. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, Dan... Tate. Hello there. Welcome, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great. Dan, how was your weekend? It was a busy weekend. Dan, were you on stage during the weekend? I was on stage twice. I love it. Friday and Saturday. So for those of you who don't know, we got to see Dan Tate and Brandon on stage doing the Greater Tuna. We've mentioned it on the podcast, but it's always good to plug the Greater Tuna show. But to have one of the actors on the podcast... I'm I'm really grateful for that. Thank you, Dan, for agreeing to join us. And more importantly, Dan Tate is not only an actor at OPA, he is also our board president. So it was thrilling to see him on I'm, stage. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm, and I'm sure that it's very hard for a lot of people at OPA now, um, both on the board and as staff, to, to take very you. seriously <laughs> yeah. at this point. No, we, um, were, we, were, we take you even more seriously. You're, you're a more respected actor than ever before. The number of, the number of uh, costumes, but more importantly, with Dan, it was the number of accents or the number of stylizations that he gave to his characters. My favorite, of course, this character had a, a lift. Petey, Petey Fisk. <laughs> Will you do that for us one more time? Introduce yourself as that, right, Ready? Um, so, so this is Petey Fisk, and, <laughs> and I represent the Greater Tuna Humane Society. So, Petey Fisk was really hard to, for me to even keep a straight face, but it's supposed to, I'm in the audience, so I'm laughing, but I'm asking Danielle, how long did they practice? Dan, how, how many practices do you think you had? Uh, this is theater. We call them rehearsals. rehearsals. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, same thing, yeah. but, but very different. Um, 
rehearsals, we probably, I mean, an exact count would be difficult, but hundreds of hours. Okay. And And the importance of this is it's a two-person show. So it's two uh, individuals carrying 20 characters in the show. So And 20 characters, lines, a script, the whole thing. Right, exactly. So it's... A lot, I would say a lot of rehearsing, but a lot of on your own time, probably outside just to get all the uh, script down and everything. That's, that's true. And a lot of, a lot of different iterations of each character, um, because you got to make the voices different enough that the, the audience can suspend belief because, because I mean, it's very obvious that it's the two people, right? (laughs) They have to be able to believe that this is somebody else on the stage. And and let me tell you, Dan, you sold us, you sold it. Um, that's, that's, that's a, a compliment on on my part. And I think anyone who has seen the show would totally agree. Alex, what'd you think from the, from the camera? Alex and her peanut gallery. Yes, it was phenomenally done. done. And it was, they were, yeah, and they were breaking in their new black box remodeler or their new black box theater. Creator stage. Creator stage, they'll call it. So it was great to have the executive director and the board president be the people presenting and being the, the on the stage as, as the characters in the show. So thank you, Dan, for both um, helping this theater thrive as well as being able to be on stage for us to enjoy that humor. Well, you're welcome. I'm, <laughs> it's it's difficult for me to uh to uh, to to take positive criticism, uh, you know, positive feedback. But yeah. I appreciate that. I, I I do what I can. That's what, that's about all I can say is I do what I can. Well, you did great, and and I I, I for one um would come see it again. Oh, that's a great that, testimony right there. Yes, that's always a compliment. There's only two more chances. Only um, two more the, chances. At the time of recording this podcast, there's yeah. only two more chances. And, but if you listen to the last podcast or two, I put I. I pitched it on pitched it sometime during one of the podcasts. They had four chances. Now we only have two. Right. Time's ticking. Time is ticking. It is. <laughs> so, so, so that time, that's a great segue back into the subject of what the perfect week would be. So I've got a whiteboard that, that if the camera picks it up, great. If not, as we discuss Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, and what, what you would put in each of those days that would be the optimal use of your date and time. Now, when it comes to what OPA does and when it comes to what we do when we utilize OPA's um, wonderful facility is different. So OPA has some, um, tell, Daniel, tell us about the classes that go on during the day here. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty much Tuesday through Thursday, we do have a homeschool group that's in here, and they call it a maker school, um, and they take over from 9 a.m. right up until 4.30, and then from 4.30 to about 7 o'clock, our after-school program, the kid classes, and then 7 o'clock to 10, it's nonstop rehearsals, um, or depending on the day of the week, performances. So our building is utilized from 9 a.m. till 11 o'clock at night almost every day, but Monday is the one day we are a little bit more quiet during the day. Hence the um, reason we, we're here. Yep. And so that's my favorite day to like come in and actually office work because there's no little little feet running up and down the hallway, uh, children staring at me through my glass door in my office and I can get, get a lot of work done. So technically we're closed on Mondays. Well, thanks for opening for to today. <laughs> of course. Dan, thanks for coming in anyway. Right. Uh, absolutely. So Dan, how long have you been with the Oprah organization? Um, so I've been involved for, um, I started out with a show. Um, that I got involved with about, I think it was five years ago, four or five years ago, four years ago. 
Okay. That was four years ago. Um, I started out just as just as a, an actor on the stage. We did Forever Plaid. Um, awesome show. This is a community theater for those who don't know. So uh, that's an awesome show to do at a community theater. And I can see that you would have loved that as much as I have loved watching that. Yep. So I got started just again, just on the stage and um, really enjoyed what it was, what it was all about and, and working with the different people that were involved at the time. And, um, and that led to being uh, the very next show um, in the regular season was Aida. And so I, I helped, um, as the music director for that show. Oh, that's awesome. And then from then on, I've been pretty much hooked. Um, joined the board and then... Acting, you know, directing, acting, like directing, a little bit of everything. on the board. Hey, I, I've been I trying can. to pitch a, a seat on that board for a long time now. I mean, I ha- I, I, I'm going to beg, brag, borrow, <laughs> steal. I found a new B that we didn't say last time, bribery. So, Dan, uh-oh, maybe uh-oh. bribe is one of the b- bad, <laughs> terrible behaviors that I didn't bring up on our you're, podcast You're definitely on the short list. We're just working on a couple of things okay. to um, make it more inviting for I, a couple more people to come on. We've got some people weaning off this year, so okay. we'll have some more open seats, but you're, you're definitely on the short okay, list. Okay, you heard that, everybody. I'm on a very short list. <laughs> with, with, Not with, just a short list. With permission list. that you can have another extracurricular activity exactly. in your life. No, like, yeah, I, I'm on the board of Open Doors. They have a board meeting of their calendar scheduling again we're talking about what the perfect week looks like i know daniel that you said when you're done with this podcast you're going to hammer out a presentation for the purpose of um the strategic planning for our board's 2023 year so okay so we have a retreat like a board retreat so that's cool so they plan ahead they plan the shows they have to get copy they have to get licenses they have to be able to figure out what's going to work when and where and it sometimes i'm sure dan it can be a logistic nightmare I, I, it absolutely is, and that's one of the reasons why, like, um, it's as as a board member, um, as a, the board president, I, I honestly cannot thank the OPA staff enough for all that they do because it is a logistical, like like Danielle says, it's a logistical mi- nightmare. Things starting at nine a.m. every morning and going till eleven o'clock, and it's never ending. You're working on two, three shows at a time, and as soon as the show's over, that there's no time to relax and be like, okay, like, let's take a moment. It's like, nope, the next day, the next show is starting. And they're very concurrent and constantly happening. So there's something different that happens every single day, which is, would be still part of my perfect week. I don't want a traditional right, no, <laughs> traditional days to be the same. So I think it, I think it helps. But in that theater world, like you said, I mean, we announced our 2023 season in April, but there was months of planning just to, right. to get to that point. And that includes the scheduling and making sure everything comes into play. And now we're at the point like, okay, our first show um, in 2023, Cinderella and auditions are actually like this week, That's you awesome. know, for, for next year. So it all, so it's come just audition constantly, for Cinderella. constantly there going. There are four male stops. roles. I understand. So those males who sometimes now I've acted on stage with my daughters during my divorce. That was one of the great times I could spend with McKenna McCall and Macy was in a different musical at center point on stage with them and sometimes they weren't cast and I ended up being in the show by myself but at the same time it was kind of really cool to have that rehearsal time and that performance those performance dates Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday type of casts because it was quality time kind of a two for one thing I'm with my kids but we're doing community theater and we're doing musicals and I don't really sing or dance that well but hey they they at least knew that it was a package deal sometimes it gives you something to look forward to. It, it, all, well, yeah, you know, and, and that's it, part of the personal life. You have your work life and the personal life. Looking forward to and being they, on stage. And they were scheduled out, like you said. We knew when the auditions were. We knew how long the run they call it was. We knew 
when these rehearsals would be. So yes, there's a system in place, especially for a nonprofit who is, is doing this as community, as a community effort. And this is also the time that OPA is doing their community outreach for sponsorship, for funding, and for just that philanthropic, uh, ability for people to do cash or non-cash charitable contribution. Always something that nonprofits, especially community theater looks for. It's what we thrive on. So the perfect week for me, if I, if I, if this, Dan, if this was my theater and I wanted to incorporate something different, this would be what my perfect week would be. Um, I, I believe in the importance. And I think I've said this before. My father, Dr. Sylvester once said the most important thing you can do and you can teach an elementary education is show and tell. And so we've spent the time talking about the show, which was the prop. We spent the last four, uh, podcast talking about the finesse to be able to be, that's the storytelling or the tell part of the show and tell. So as I'm looking at the board that I have up on the board here about a perfect week of showing and telling, um, for those people who are religious, they get a chance occasionally to do a Sabbath talk Sunday. Okay. So however that looks, whether it's their Sunday teaching or something, Sabbath talk Sunday is something that wouldn't happen here. We're closed here, but for a lot of people, that helps to be part of their. Yeah, actually, a church who utilizes utilizes our space on Sundays. Awesome! So, yeah. so, Sabbath. so we we check. We're done with there that. There you one. go. We check that, that one off. That one. Sabbath Sunday. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that with me. So on Monday, I'm, I would call it a meet and greet Monday. If there was a chance to be able to do something that I felt important, like hello, my name is, it would be like a meet and greet Monday. Start the week off right by meeting and greeting people. On Tuesday, I've written down Tech Tuesday because to me, Jeremy, this is your forte, utilizing the technology of social media, having it be a specific day just for that would be something that make, to me, would make a perfect week. What do you think, Jeremy? Would, would a Tech Tuesday be something that would make your week better? Yeah. Yeah. For, man, I can't speak. I'm trying to turn my head to look at the board, and I'm not even sure when my is next to the microphone but no yeah i think it works great so on on the wednesday we're gonna we're gonna leave this one a little bit of a secret but we'll leak it right now just by a phrase and i'll say workshop wednesday so wednesday would be a workshop and we would be using a whiteboard so it'll be called whiteboard wednesday but we're not going to use this podcast to talk about it because i want to jump to the next three thursday is theater thursday funding friday and how about this one? Speaker Club Saturday. You have every day covered. Every day. And every day <laughs> there's some showing and telling going on, guys. And I, I, t- I took a class, um, speaking of classes, um, from Derek Lamb, who we're going to have shortly on our podcast, who is a speaker's club coach. He's um, utilizing this space a couple times, I think, coming up to do his live to lead type of speaking coach thing. Um, to me, the perfect week would put that on a Saturday, like a Saturday morning. Like Jeremy and I have a friend who teaches and we'll have Steve sometime on the show where he has a concealed carry permit class and he, he does it oh, regularly yeah. and he does it on a Saturday, whether he has three, five, ten, or whatever. He's committed to Saturdays once a month to do a concealed carry class, fingerprints you, teaches you firearm safety, gets you through the process. And it's his passion. It's his extracurricular activity. And, and he promotes that as much as he can for a Saturday. So Derek, if you're listening, especially when we have you on the show, my option would be to put a speaker club Saturday in the morning 
or in in the yeah in the morning on a Saturday. Was that something you would attend if there was some kind of speaker club, Dan, on a Saturday morning? Uh, absolutely. I mean, especially if it's um, if that speaker club included a lot of different things, a wide variety of different things something that, that pertains to your interests. Yeah, you know, obviously something that's interesting, but but also I think one of the great opportunities with that is the opportunity to to branch out in a very non-committal way. Right. right. I show up, I listen to someone talk, and it might not be something that I I feel like I'm interested in, but I might grow interest in it because right. it, it, it only took a, a, a short amount of time in my Saturday morning. To Audience play. participation is the first step to stage performance, I believe. Audience literally watching it and seeing it and falling in love with it that way. I don't think you, you can read very many bios of actors, both on the screen and on the stage, who can't, who can't tell you the time and place that they were awestruck and what, what lit their fire and their desire and their passion to be a performer. Sometimes they can, they can point to a specific show or a specific play. So if you look at how we've tried to do this, it's not quite the perfect week and we're working through this. It's all a work in progress. So we've called ours media kit Mondays. And originally my brother who works for interstate studios was going to be Mr. Headshots. I mean, it was like the perfect thing. He's got all this equipment. He has the cameras. He takes headshots for a living. None of the schools ever schedule them on Mondays or Fridays because kids forget it's school picture day, you know, so they don't come dressed up or hair or whatever. And the parents don't want to buy a package. And But for this strange thing since COVID, they have booked so many Mondays that we've never been able to have David come do that part of the media kit, which is the headshot as a part of the portfolio. So we thought, hey, there's still some options. We could include the podcast, which we've enjoyed having guests on. We've included uh, some social media uh, quick reels or quick clips that Jeremy has helped us with. And how do you feel that's gone, Jeremy, from the, the end user's standpoint? Yeah, no, I think uh, everybody kind of leaves with a little bit more. Uh, you know, how much they're posting now or not posting at least they're getting an understanding of potentially how much easier it is than what you know i'd say a lot of times that's what uh everybody's biggest headache is is them overthinking it so yeah so we're gonna have a media kit sorry go ahead. i was just gonna say i think what's like unique about what we're doing on those mondays the content collaboration where everybody's doing the same piece of content as a group and so that's just that ups your game if we all share it and there's eight of us in there, that's eight people who just shared the same piece of same piece of content. So I think that's the unique component of what we're what we're doing. Exactly. Yeah, so so Mini Kit Monday has been a, a good uh, smorgasbord and a nice buffet of different things, but just as the great phrase, there's not enough d- days in the week. It all just really can't fit on Media Kit Money. Now, we've had people who've come to Takano's Tuesdays before where it's just a meet and greet. Remember how the original perfect week I said meet and greet was on a Monday? Well, tea for Tuesday, tea for Thursdays. You did Takano Thursdays, right? (laughs) We did teas on Thursdays. And and that was just really just the meet and greet. There was no kits. There was no media. There was nothing else going on for the the Tuesday or the Thursday, but just having lunch. Don't want to steer away from that. I still see that meet and greet as important. I just like titling it something like Tucano's Tuesday. So I'm going to jump ahead to, we're going to skip over Whiteboard Wednesday and Funding Friday because those are future episodes. But the episode of all episodes is today, and that is the importance of improv and role-playing in the business world. And people don't like those phrases like role-playing and improv. 
But as a sales trainer for a bank, the one of the most powerful ways that a person could learn their ability to communicate with other people was to role play and was to improv. And it's, so this isn't just a fun little improv for Friday night type of a thing. This is something that benefits sales forces. It benefits um, executive committees. And so the ability, Dan, that I'm thinking to be able to have some kind of theater Thursday or some kind of, of improv role-playing Thursday is crucial and essential in that prop finesse um, show and tell type of a thing. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And it's, it's amazing to me, um, you know, in the, in a, in a professional world, in a business world, how many times, you know, from a sales perspective, from, and, and sales, not just in a, Hey, I want you to buy this product, but you know, as in my professional world, I, I do risk and compliance and that's always a big sell because we're a cost center, not a, um, not a profit center. Right. So we're always having to sell why it's important and having a theater background and being able to, to experience even a role play or that improvisation that, that that's required to adjust to, to what you're being fed um, in a business meeting is, is huge. Um, improv and, and theater teaches you how to think quickly on your feet. Yep. Um, I, I can speak from experience because in, from a theater perspective, um, one thing that everyone needs to know about theater is nothing goes right all the time. <laughs> what? That's so, so true. Um, whether it's a sound cue that happens in the wrong place, whether it's a, an actor, another actor forgetting their lines or skipping a line. Well, how much improvising did you do on uh, in the Greater Tuna on the opening night or the night we were here? Um, there's a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's not to say that, that the show is completely different, but every night there's something that happens um, Either I forget a line, and and so you know Brandon, who's on stage with me, has to figure out how to keep the show talk moving out loud so that and, you get the so that I figure out what was happening. As a matter of fact, I, I can't remember if it was the night you were there, but one of the moments I walk off stage and I'm supposed to start some lines, um, and I forgot to, and so Brandon was on stage and he was like, "Well, how am I going to trigger um, Dan to start his lines because he can't really do anything until I did." And so he started. Um, if you remember, he's there's a, a scene where he's playing a violin. So he started plucking the violin louder and louder until I finally heard it and went, oh, oops. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so then, I had to, then I had to jump in and, and, and get going. But that's, you know, the, again, it's, and I think life, you know, theater, theater is a, a microcosm of life. Um, everything happens and, and uh, everybody, you, you always have to be on your feet and ready to make adjustments. It's great uh, practice too. I mean, or in being or rehearsal, rehearsal being, yeah, being comfortable with things. One of my very first jobs in the sales world was doing like yellow page advertising. This was quite a while back, but anybody who got newly hired, they brought us into a hotel room for like a whole week. And that's all we did was like role playing and sales tactics. And they recorded us and we had to watch it. And those were all like little skills I took away and still use today. But at that time it was so important to learn those rollovers and how to be comfortable. And then they ingrained it in you so much that it just like, it was like second nature to say these, these things and use these tactics, but it, it worked. And I think not many people get that type of training no, anymore. And, I, and it's so I think important. They need it. And I, I think that's I think that's the message that I want to leave today is I want to be able to have a theater Thursday and I want to be able to do the role playing and the improv. 30 We're, second commercials. Yes. Right? And, and if you think about it, we improvise on this podcast. We don't have any script. 
And so whether you guys knew it or not, you're, you're a part of that role playing or improv process, just being on this podcast. So conversations. Thank, yeah. Yep, Absolutely. That collaborating of conversations. Dan, we didn't have enough time, so we want to have you back. We're going to hammer out the perfect week shortly so that we can include improv and role-playing on Thursdays. But, Dan, thanks again for being with us. Woo! Well, thank you for having me. Jeremy, thank you as always. Awesome trouble thanks having to fun. Alex in the back. Yep, and Alex and Danielle. And we'll, thank you, you, Kelly. You're welcome. We'll talk to you all later and find us on observingothers.com. Thank you.